0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any reason. And also, as always, please leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Those things get the show out to as many people as possible, encourage me to keep producing content for you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about the primary elections that happened in our state uh, this past week, specifically with regard to our local elections and specifically with regard to Greenville County Council. Um, I was following this election very closely. Um, I have some skin in the game. I'm a part of a uh, realtor political group. And we actually interviewed some of the people running for county council. And so um, I had interviewed some of them. Um, I know some of them uh, personally. And it was a very fascinating race for me on multiple levels. I was very interested to see how things played out uh, for various candidates. Um, and for my, purpose, for my purposes, uh, there are a few different things that I am concerned about when it comes to our county government. One is just... Uh, political dysfunction. And we see political dysfunction all across the board right now. Um, but certain people in county council, I'm not going to name names here, but certain people in county council have brought dysfunction to the council. And I think that that's a really, really bad trend. We've already seen that happen in the state. Um, and, you know, basically have seen uh, our our state legislators, legislators uh, get completely uh, locked on something to the point where they can't even come up with enough votes to adjourn, Uh, crazy things like that. Um, But with regard to our county council, that has been really a big problem, specifically the past year, there's been all sorts of problems. And a lot of, you know, thankfully, our our local uh, uh, journalists have covered it, how there is dysfunction, and so it's it's gotten some press. Um, but we had four seats up for election, three of which had incumbents, people that were rerunning, that had been on the council um, for, for a while, quite frankly. Um, and this election was, to me, the way I saw it, it was a referendum. Because normally, for county council... Incumbents are heavy favorites. I mean, heavy, heavy favorites uh, because people know their names. You know, they've been around for, for a while um, and it, it's just it. Usually you can serve on the council. Once you get on the council, usually you can stay on the council as long as you want. People usually go out on their own terms. Um, in fact, oftentimes people won't even run against them because they just think it's a waste of time. But it wasn't. Um, three of them were incumbents. Three of the elections had incumbents. Two of the three incumbents flat out lost. And 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 I should mention in these primaries, in every one of them, there was only one party running. Three of them, the the three with the incumbents were all Republican primaries. The fourth one was a Democrat primary. And in each case, there is not another party. Running against them, so in other words, the primaries essentially determined who is going to win, with with one minor potential exception, which I'll I'll discuss here in a second. Um, So these primaries were very consequential. So two of the three incumbents lost flat out, and one of them had four different people running. And typically, what happens when four four people run for the same office for the same seat? Uh, the result is that nobody gets to to 50 percent of the votes and then we end up having a runoff election and that is what happened in district 19 which is where Willis Meadows who is the chairman of Greenville County Council uh was running as the incumbent against three others he did not even get the most votes of the four he came in second place and honestly it you know if a few more people had voted there's a good possibility he would not have even made the runoff but he did he made the runoff and we'll be uh we'll be having another election i believe uh in a week and a half well when when i'm recording this it's in a week and a half um it'll be towards the end of june if i'm not mistaken um but don't uh i'm not voting in that that's a a different district than me so look that up make sure that you know when that runoff is because that's going to be there's not going to be a lot of people that vote in that runoff um but it's super super important uh who ends up winning that so that's something to keep in mind he's going up against i I don't know how to pronounce the last name so correct me if i'm wrong i'm sorry but benton blount um Benton Blount basically I mean with all due respect in my opinion did not run a campaign he has a huge social media following because he's a singer who is on America's Got Talent Um, I honestly kind of chuckled a little bit when I went on his website to just kind of see I I didn't think he had a chance I had no idea um, that it, I would have never guessed that he would have gotten more votes than the Chairman. Um, there were there was another person running that I thought had a pretty decent chance of at least competing with the Chairman. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was someone with a huge social media following who basically didn't campaign. I guess people just recognize the name, I believe. His name was at the top of the ballot as well, which that's one of those weird things that helps people out if one name is higher than the other, uh, just kind of a, a weird thing <laughs> that we run into an, in, a, in a democratic form of government. But we have uh, a singer uh, who is going to be going against a very long-term county council member. Um, and wh- what I was saying before uh, that made me chuckle when I went on his website, it's like his main platform's. Um, they're actually better than I've seen for some people. A, a lot of times, people that run for these uh, local offices, they'll have like a national platform, like they'll be talking about Second Amendment and, um, you know, pro-life or pro-choice or all these different things. Those those aren't things that the county does anything on. The county is focused on infrastructure and things of that nature. Um, and so... Uh, Benton Blount or Blunt, or however you pronounce it, um, he does actually understand that I can tell based on his platforms. But but it still made me chuckle a little bit that like one of one of them, one of his main ones was that he wants to to build some kind of pedestrian bridge in, in a very specific area, um, which is fine. Um, it's just we've got we've got a lot of other needs uh, in our, Greenville County, um, you know, so. Building a pedestrian bridge, great. I've got no problems with that in theory. Um, but, you know, we, we do have things, we do have crumbling roads in some parts of the county and sewer lines that are failing and, and things like that that need to be addressed as well. Uh, maybe not as sexy of a topic as building a nice, pretty pedestrian bridge. But um, people, voters are very concerned about those issues. Um, Another one was another major platform was painting ugly water towers, Um, which, again, great. I've I've got no problem painting ugly, ugly water towers. But, um, you know, if you if you can't drive on the roads to even get to see the water towers, um, what does it matter? So um, fascinating to me. This was a referendum uh, against those who had been on county council. One of the incumbents, Joe Dill, Has represented a rural part of North Greenville County for 24 years. He was voted out, and he was not happy about it. Um, He said, "I'm going to ask for a recount, and I only lost by a couple of votes," is what he said. He lost by 131 votes. I only lost by. I'm paraphrasing something like, "I only lost by a couple of votes," um, and and he believes that even though he lost the primary, that he can still Win in the general election by trying to build a campaign as a write-in candidate. So he's going to attempt to get people to write his name in on on the ballot. Um, I I think it's possible. Obviously, um, I'm I'm skeptical as to whether that will work. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, he does have a very easy name for people to remember, so that helps. Um, it's hard to be a uh a write-in candidate when uh you're you have a difficult name. So, I don't know. We'll see. I will say um he refused to interview with the group that that I was a part of. He was one of the few that refused to interview. Of course, Benton Blount didn't even respond. Um but again, like I was saying, Benton Blount um didn't really appear to be doing much of a campaign from what I could see um now that I could be wrong it just again that was just from what I could see um long story short big shakeup in Greenville county Council is a referendum against the county and we have to ask what is going on and I think that there is a common theme among those who won and that theme is a theme of anti development. Again, I don't really know uh, a ton about what Benton Blount, like what kind of conversations he was having with people, if any. Um, But outside of him, uh, for sure, the others that were running, were running pretty much on an anti development platform, trying to, at the very least, if that wasn't like a major part of their platform, they were at least, Pandering in some way to the anti-growth crowd, the crowd that essentially wants to stop developments in Greenville County. They don't want any more houses built in Greenville County, or at least not in the part of the county that they live in, in their district. Um, and the one primary that didn't involve an incumbent, which was District 23, kind of the Nickeltown area, uh, the winner, Alan Mitchell, uh, while I would not call him an anti-development Type of uh, type of person, he is a big proponent of of affordable housing. Um, so he's he's okay with that type of development development that's geared towards lower income uh, individuals. Um, but he is effectively anti-development for what he calls and what others call "quote unquote" market rate housing. Market rate housing simply means housing that is sold for what it's worth on the open market. Um, he's against that because he believes that's driving gentrification and causing people to have to move out of places where they've lived their whole lives. And he's not wrong. We've talked about gentrification um, on this podcast, how um, it, it, there are people who it helps and there are a lot of people who it hurts. He's trying to help out the people that it hurts by focusing on affordable housing development and basically opposing market rate housing um now again like like all of them they all of these people have that when they talk about development they all say okay yeah we know that we need you know as greenville county grows we need more housing we just don't think it should be in this area well the, the problem is everyone's saying that so nobody wants housing in their area um to nobody wants more developments in their area and so we're going to we're starting to see a culture of anti-development really take hold of the county. Um, and and let's be real. People are calling for that. Like the the county council has been dealing with complaints about the county growing too quickly for a while and now people put their money where their mouth was. They went to the polls. And they voted against development. That is what they did at the en- at the end of the day. Um, and and the interesting one really was Joe Dill because Joe actually is anti-development in a lot of ways. Um, but apparently, people were still unhappy enough with how things are going that they felt like, you know what, we want uh, a n- a new person in there. We want new blood to come in there and to reassess things and to to take a completely different approach. I also saw interviews at some of the polling places and the interviews, at least the ones that were highlighted, all focused on uh, people that were anxious about development in in the county. People that were anxious about how quickly things are developing, how infrastructure is not keeping up with it, um, feeling like Greenville is being overdeveloped, and and yeah, so that was definitely on people's minds when they were voting, there's no question about it. Um, and the last time we had county elections, something very similar happened. Uh, the people that voted, they were, uh, I should say, the people that got voted in during that time, they have all been pretty much anti-development. And they've been focused on other uh, other things, like I've already mentioned, some of these national platform types of things, like uh, trying to make Greenville County a, a right-to-life county, things like that, that, that you know, in, in my opinion, are more symbolic than actually uh, accomplishing anything within, within the county. Um, but yeah, so now this is the second straight set of county elections that we've had, where people that are not pro-development-friendly have ended up winning races. Um, And this is going to have a ripple effect for years to come, years to come here in the county. Greenville County expects to gain 220,000 more people in the next 18 years. But the people who are here do not want further development to happen. Um, that goes without saying that something has to give, like how are are our 220,000 people going to move here in the next 18 years if we don't keep developing? Um, additionally, most of the people joining County Council, I've I've kind of loosely referenced anti-development, uh, fervor. But there's kind of another kind of layer to that. And, and I have mixed feelings all on this. Um, but we, we have to call it what it is. Um, most of the people on county council and joining county council are in favor of what we call impact fees, which are additional costs forced on a developer to pay for infrastructure improvements and additions needed to add more housing. So, for instance, they might have to pay per house a fee uh, in order to improve the sewer infrastructure or something to that effect, or the roads, something to that effect. And on on a surface level, that seems fair, but you have to remember that what happens, first off, from a fairness standpoint, it's not necessarily fair because they're making improvements potentially that also helps the residents that have already been there for all these years. Why aren't the residents having to uh, contribute towards those improvements. There are arguments on both sides for that. I'm just simply throwing that out there as something to consider. Um, But more to the point, impact fees don't just get paid by the developer. They get paid. That that ends up going into the cost of housing at the end of the day. Um, And so it increases the price of housing. So all of this between the anti-development fervor combined with impact fees that most i i think are have, they've been kind of avoided somewhat up to this point um but i think that that is basically a guarantee with the the new blood coming into the council um uh, amongst other th- other indicators i have um combined with all you know several hundred thousand people coming into Greenville County uh the next decade plus all this means home prices are going to keep going up long term you know we we've, we've talked about the short term i'm talking about long term the next two decades home prices we can expect to see them soar not necessarily overnight but in the long run and as i've already said everyone admits, we need more housing in Greenville as it grows. Like Everyone knows this, but everyone doesn't want that housing to be near them. They don't want that development to be near them. Something has to give. Um, what we're seeing is, effectively, an environment is being created in Greenville where future generations, our children, our perhaps our grandchildren, will not be able to afford to purchase a home in this area until... Maybe they're mid or late 30s. I bought my first home in my, uh, in my mid-20s. Um, and not everyone has that sort of, of privilege. And I'm grateful that I was able to do that despite being in a recession. Uh, and despite you know barely even hanging on to my job during the recession before I was a realtor. Um, but now we're in a situation. Well, we already are in a situation right now where it's really difficult for someone to buy a house in their in their 20s or early 30s unless they have just a killer job uh, a job that is that pays way more than what the average is but the trajectory this anti-development trajectory is going to make that to the point where now it's going to be people are just going to have to wait until their mid to late 30s on average, before they can afford a home unless they ha- unless it's a two-income household. And that's kind of where the economy is pushing as a whole. It's basically requiring two incomes. Um, but Greenville has been considered affordable for a long time, and that's changing. And it's changing because of the way people are voting, and it's changing because of the way Greenville County Council is treating developments. Um I will say one positive, one potential positive out of this is that perhaps the new blood in county council will shake things up. As I said before, the current county council is really in a state of dysfunction. Having some new blood in the in the council will hopefully help to to unlock some of this dysfunction and maybe we can have some normality restored. We'll have to see. A lot rests on the election in district 19 between Willis Meadows and Benton Blount. that I'm going to be looking at that super-duper closely because, um, obviously, the chairman holds a lot of sway and has a lot of impact on what happens in county council. If he loses, then there's some potential for big, big changes. If If he wins, there may still be changes, but it's not going to be as... Substantial. So this will be a fascinating thing to watch over the upcoming years. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how uh, how these how the runoff goes and how this other uh, situation where someone is trying to where Joe Dill is trying to build a write-in campaign. We'll see how all of that plays out, uh, and then we'll have to to follow county council and see what they do in the upcoming years and, and what their attitudes are towards housing and towards development that's all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Get out to vote whenever you have the opportunity to vote. Just a reminder as always. Also, um, my contact information is in the show notes. If you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave a five-star rating, leave a short little review, and we'll talk to you guys again next time.